Saint Mark, Gospel of Saint Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. We're all going to read that together as we honor God's word. And with many such parables, I'm sorry, 35 onwards. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along and also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, and that it was already filling. But he was... In the, he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said, The sea peace be still. And you all know that. Amen. God bless each one of us. We can all be seated in God's house. We can all be seated in God's house. Amen. How many of you are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? You know. It really does not matter to me if you are happy or not. Because even if you are not happy, come to church. Because the right place to go is when you are upset, when you are crying, when you are lamenting. Is the church, is the temple of God. Because joy does not come out of me. Joy does not come out of humans. Joy does not come out of things. But joy comes when we all fellowship together in the house of the Almighty Lord. What a privilege and an honor to be back at Zion. And I love being with you guys. You guys are vibrant and amazing. And especially... Especially when I'm back at Chicago, it feels so good to come back and see some Indians and some Indian faces. And what a joy to be with all you guys. Amen. All the brown people, white people, whatever color you are. Amen. God bless you. All right. So what we're going to look at today is when I was praying, God gave me something amazing to give to the church over here and online. God told me to tell each one of you that there is peace in your chaos. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. You did not hear it. I'm going to repeat myself. There is peace in your not after your chaos. No, 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 no. Not after your chaos. But my God says, there is peace right when you are in midst of chaos. Amen. Now this is what chaos means. Chaos means disruption. Chaos means confusion. This is what peace means, okay? This is what Oxford says. This is what Wikipedia says. I'm just going to copy paste that to each one of you. This is what peace means. Peace means freedom from disruption. I don't know how many of you have faced chaos in your life. Okay, you're gonna, I'm going to talk freely and frankly. Are you okay with that? You're looking at a brown guy who's lived all his life back in India, who loves India, who loves the way and structures of India. He comes to the land of tissue papers. I don't know how many of you understand that. All right? Now, the first thing that I called my family and I said, there are no jet sprays. I... You don't know what chaos is, man. I tell you. Living all my life in India, coming to a country, a new place, a new atmosphere. And they use tissue paper for everything. And I said, God bless me. What a chaos. But I tell you, the next day was peaceful because God taught me something in the chaos. Amen. Now you're looking at also another guy who does not get a lot of sleep because he's sleeping in a bunker, be bunker beds, okay? And I come to my brother's house to sleep. I want to sleep. But early in the morning at 6 o'clock, one Sotu fellow comes and puts water on my face and says, Chachaji, it's time to get up because we got to play. I said, man, can I sleep in peace? Many a times, as soon as you step into your position of resting, that is when something comes and, okay, I love my nephew. There is nobody like him, okay? He's amazing. Thank God he's not in this house. Maybe he might tune into this sermon years later and he might catch me red-handed. That's fine. All right, I don't know if you have gone to bed. And immediately, you find something disrupting your peace. If you are such kind of people, my God has got something to tell you that there is peace 
in your chaos. Now looking at the gospel of Mark chapter 4, this is a point of view where Jesus comes out and tells his disciples that, hey, we've got another mission. Being in a pastoral family, if you have holidays, you have fasting prayer. If you have a birthday, you have fasting prayer. If you have anything else, you have fasting prayer. That is how our life was. So when you are ministering with people who are tightly connected to Jesus, you don't have a break. Disciples looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, we just finished the ministry, you know. And you know what peace is sometimes? Let me tell you in a layman sense. Peace is eating a Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Oh, I don't know if you got it, right? Getting a Chick-fil-A 2 o'clock after the service, man, that is peace. But I want to bring to you a peace that is not temporary. It does not end when you finish your burger. It does not end when you finish your tall lemonade with the Chick-fil-A sauce and the curly fries. But I am going to introduce you to a peace that does not leave no matter who leaves. That does not change no matter how the weather changes. And I bless you people living in America in this weather. I want to tell you, I look like an Eskimo because I am so cold. Okay? Yeah. Going back to Mark. Now, Jesus tells the disciples that, hey, we've got another mission. Let's go. I want to read something amazing to you. And the first thing that I'm going to tell you is after this. This is what Jesus, and this is what the, the, the scripture says. Now, when they had left the multitude, I'm reading verses 36. When they had left the multitude, what does the Bible say? They took him. What does the Bible say? They took him. Along with Jesus ain't a baby anymore. You don't need to carry a baby. You know, I mean, you, you got to carry a baby. Jesus ain't a baby anymore that they had to carry. But they told Jesus, you told us the destination. You better come with us. Oh, I'm going to say something. The first thing that I want to ask Zion Church is, do you have everything for your journey? Do you have everything for your journey? I am not asking if your suitcases are packed with your shaving kit. I ain't asking you if you've got all your clothes that you want to take and you want to wear, you want to suit up. No, that's not what I'm asking you. I am asking you, do you have Jesus in your journey with you? Hey, this is the first thing that I see and I was so intrigued to know more about it. Disciples heard a mission from the Lord and they say, God, what we want to do is we want to take you along with us. No, no, no. That is not a single second. We are walking into the storm. We are walking into the river. We are walking into a journey without you. I don't know how many of you are going to say that. I told that few months back. I said, God, I have no problem going to another country, but I do not know people. People, but I want you to come with me. Many times God tells you people today looking for jobs. Hey, you have done everything you got to do. You've got your resume ready. You've put in so much of credit card. Use so much of credit card and updated your LinkedIn to a premium profile. You've put up an electrifying picture on the resume. The picture that anybody looks while hiring you. Their eyes go blind. A beautiful picture. But still, you didn't get hired because I think something that you forgot or we forgot is we got our resume. We got a tie on. We got a shirt polish but we didn't take Jesus with us let me ask the generation listening to me and let me ask this church today when we walk are we ready to take Jesus with us there's a reason for it Bible says in the same 36th verse there were other small boats that followed them hey they were in small boats not because Peter was Peter was cruising on a Titanic no that wasn't a small boat because Peter had a huge no 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 you know, sometimes that, that is considered to be a small boat because you do not have the creator who is so big in your boat. 
You know, many a times you would have people follow you that is because, men, and, and they don't reach with you to the destination because they don't have something that you have in you. And I heard an amen to that. There is something amazing with you because you asked the Lord, the creator of heaven and the earth, said, God, Jesus, come along with me where I go. You told me a change. Come along with me. I can forget anything. I can get married. I can forget my anniversary, but I don't want to forget you being in my marriage. Hey, I can forget to have a baby on time, but I do not want to lose you when I have a baby in my house. I want to take you in my classroom. I want to take you in my university. I want to take you wherever I go. Because I know that when I go with you, it's going to be easy. Another thing, you know, it was so funny when I was reading about it and thinking about it. The disciples might have thought to stack up all the food and water. And Peter might have stood up and said, hey, you know what? It's okay. If we take Jesus, that's more than enough. This guy over here, if, he, if we have him, he can make a fish fillet for us. You know, what a fish fillet is, is he walked up there, 5,000 people. He got the fish. He made a fish fillet, gave it to people right away. Buffet system, first time in their life. They saw over there. So Peter said, hey, it's okay if we don't pack, if we don't pack, if we don't pack our food. Get Jesus along with us. It's okay if we don't have water. Get Jesus. He will give us unfermented wine, turning the water into wine. Hey, it's okay if you forget anything this morning, but make sure that when you go back, you ask Jesus and say, God, come with me into my house. God, come with me in my situation. The first thing that I want to ask you today is, do you have everything that you need with you? Let's look at the other verses. Now, this is what verse 37 says. And there ariseth a great storm of wind. <coughs> and the waves beat into the boat in so much that the boat was now filling. Beauty about waves is that they don't ask permission when they walk into your family. Beauty about storms are that they don't wait for you to be strong enough that you can fight back. Beauty about life is that we don't get to choose our storms. Am I talking to somebody? Beauty about life on this planet earth is that we don't get to choose when we want that storm. God, I am proteined up right now. I just came out of the gym and I'm sweating Smoking hot right now. I can take the storm. No, you don't get to choose your storm when you need it. That's how life is. That's how life is pretending our lives to be. Second thing I want to ask you is the known becomes unknown. Second point, the known becomes unknown. Let me just stay here for a second. Let me try and explain this. Andrew, Peter, John, and James... They all ate, bathed, slept in the water. Water is not a new bee for them. Come on. Okay. They had breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the same water, in the same ocean. Water is not a new bee for them. Water is not a new bee for them. But that day, the same water that they knew turned against of them. And they did not know what to do. Oh, come on, people. I want to ask you the known sometimes becomes unknown. But if you have the trust on the Lord, no matter who is that known who turns unknown, my God will never turn his face away from you. You will have a lot 
riches and glory. But when you need somebody, they turn their face away from you. And that's when you realize, God, why did I put my trust on him? Why did I put my trust on her? Many a times we as humankind, we look for peace in people and in things. But we don't look, at, look for peace in something residing inside of us. That day Peter did not know what to do. When the known becomes unknown, you get terrified. You get anxiety. You get palpitations. You don't know how to react. You put in all the strength. You try to change the course of the wind. Peter tried everything he could. Because he knew. He thought he knew the known. No. He couldn't. They all tried with all their abilities. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Sometimes when we are stuck in storm, we think we know that person. We know our boss. We know our curriculum. We know our semester. But by the end, you have no more strength to keep rowing. By the end, you do not know what to do. This is what the Bible says. And the storm broke into. Storms are not going to come and sing lullaby into you and ask you, hey, you're comfortable. Can I come into your house? No. Situations and issues in family does not come and say, hey, can I sneak into your house and give me some space? No. Questions in life does not ask us, can I come into your life? No. And when they come, they come full force. You know, have you experienced little things can also be a storm that can cause big issues? You know, for example, you can have your car break down any day, but not on a day when you're going for an important meeting. This is what the enemy does. He brings small things so that you are derailed. Hey, so that you are derailed from your destination. From your destination. This is what the Lord says. When you have the known turning against you and being the unknown, are you going to accept me into your boat? Can we turn our Bibles to James 1 verse 2 and 4? I'm going to read it for you. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for greater joy. This is what the Bible says. When troubles come, consider it to be a greater joy. Why? Because those troubles help you to have endurance. That endurance builds your faith up. And when you have faith up, you know no matter how strong the storm is, I am going to make it with or without the boat. Okay? With or without the boat. But I want to look at some families and tell you at the words of trying and trying and trying and being wrecked in the relationship. Hey, I want to look at you and tell spiritually in the name of Jesus, you are going to make it as a family together. Not separated, not alone, not being in different places. But when the Spirit of the Lord tells, hey, you are going to make it together. I don't know if you can believe it or receive it in the name of Jesus. Or you don't know if you can enter the next semester because you don't have money. You don't know what to do. Your boss is... I don't know how many of you have got into a situation where the last nerve of yours, you felt your last nerve. Oh, you've, my Jesus. You don't need to be a medical science expert to feel the last nerve. Sometimes such chaos. 
walks into life that you feel all the last nerves in your life. But God tells me, hey, calm it down. Calm it down. Calm it down. Stop looking at the storm. This is what Peter did. He had faith. He walked into the water, but he looked at the storm. He got his nerve cracked up and he started drowning. And this is the beauty about it. It is good to be the Peter who walks in midst of the situation rather than being scared and sitting inside the boat and not seeing the Lord working for you. Sometimes when you take steps of faith and you walk out in the name of Jesus, this is what the Spirit of the Lord tells me, that you will make it no matter how big the storms are it is far better to get out of the boat and show the actions of your faith than rather than sitting over there like a scary pussycat but my God says looking at each one of you do you have the faith to get out when your situations are not that likely to you this is what happens the water keeps rushing into the boat and they are drowning they are drowning they are drowning. Honey, you know what? I think you might have to, you might have to uh, put the, the stand down. I'm going to sleep right now. Okay? I've got a beautiful, I walked in my brother's house. Oh, man. So happy for you know, him. Blessed. And he had a beautiful yellow pillow. Who chooses a yellow pillow? <laughs> I said, it looks good. It looks good. I think I can use it. Jesus might have got a colorful pillow himself. Hey, Jesus was the most colorful person in that entire locality. But this is what the Bible says. Everybody used to come, and come to see Jesus. Right? I'm not going into that. You know, it might become a little controversial. So let me just keep myself back. This is what happened. The disciples are trying and trying and trying, putting their education, putting their money, putting their expertise This angle is better, okay? So I'm going to sleep in this angle. And this is what Jesus is doing. Okay, I can't go any more lower. All the aunties in the house who told me to lose weight, I'm trying my best, all right? Yeah. This is what Jesus is doing. The storms are hitting. There is sickness all around in the locality. And we're using our expertise. We say, hey, we know that paracetamol is good. We know the crossing 500 might be able to help us. Oh, we've got the money. We've got the insurance. Our credit balance is good. I think we can make it. I think we can make it. Now is a situation where the credit balance is negative. I don't know what to do. Oh, Jesus, please help me. Jesus is sleeping. I said, God, how can you sleep? You know, I don't know if you can zoom it in, okay? But Jesus is looking from his corner of the eye, you know, he is sleeping. He is acting to sleep. He is looking at the corner of the eye to see when you are done trusting yourself and when you will start trusting the Lord. I don't know if I told somebody something prophetic. God is looking at you today to see if you are done trusting your abilities and if you would start trusting the Lord. Jesus is snoring out there. Peter says, I can hear the rushing waters, but I can hear something even more musical and horrible at the same time. Who is snoring? Jesus is snoring. We are trying, God. I tried first attempt, I did not pass. Oh, is this thing covering? I will come to you. Oh, I am very photogenic when it comes to these things, okay? <laughs> this is what, this is what, this is what happens. Jesus is looking at each one of us. 
He is looking at each of our situation and he is waiting when you will call him. Now Peter comes to Jesus and say, Oh father, oh father, do you not care that we perish? Hey, Peter, you did not know the son of man came. Hey, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so, I, God bless you. You know what, for what, you know, people who, who are online, this guy just walked from here all the way, jumped all over over there. He is doing some amazing Spider-Man skills and give it out to this guy, man. Everybody, come on. Yeah. Now, this is, this is what, this is what, this is what happens. This is what happened. What, what was I saying? I forgot. Spider. Huh? <laughs> did you watch Eternals already? You know, if not, let's go together. Okay. I hope you did not hear that. Alright. So this is what happens. Jesus comes, looks at your situation and he says, peace, be still. Peter looks and says, God, what? Peace be still in midst of the storm? When the water is right in my house? When my wife is getting on my nose? When my kid is testing my temper? When my husband is sitting on my head? You say, what? Ah, some sisters are laughing. Now I know why. When I said the husband thing, the husbands were scared. When I said, when wives are sitting on your nose, they were so scared. And they were looking. I, I saw a few people looking. I saw a few people looking. God bless your heart. You know, I went to, uh, I've been preaching. I, I went to one house. They were serving uh, lunch and I asked that uncle. He was old. So I asked that uncle, uncle, rogam and dengilu ondo. Auntie immediately. Pine, ode or rogam ullo, BP. Number one, BP ondo you. Sorry, uncle. Now we'll pray for you. Illa, illa, adalla. Bhaariye pedi. I said, midiki anlo. No, this is what this is what happens. Jesus wakes up and makes one sound. One sound. Listen to me very carefully. That overcomes the noise of the storm. Hey, the voice of my Lord is stronger than any noise or chariots or seas or trembling situations that you are in. You know which voice that is? The voice that said in Genesis chapter 1, let there be light. The voice that said, let there be heavens and the earth. The voice that said. I'm not going to use my mic because there is something that I'm going to tell to a family that the Lord told. When you look at storms, stop looking at the ravaging storms that is against you. See somebody is sleeping. He ain't sleeping. He is faking to be sleeping. He wants his children to call him and say, God, 
Why don't you take control? And this is something that I like. The third point that I want to tell, and I want to end right now in the next two minutes, okay? I want to end. I know the time is running out. There are a lot of things that I want to say, but I'm not going to complete all of them. This is what happens, you know? Stop pacing and start piecing. I know there's no word called as piecing. That's what I told yesterday night, 11 o'clock sitting in my brother's office to the Lord. God said, my people will understand. Don't go with your vocabulary, with your Oxford English. People will understand. Just make a point and sit down. Okay, so I'm going to make a point and sit down. Stop pacing. Start piecing. When you are in situation, you don't know what to do. You are pacing. Hey, I don't know what to do. So today morning, can I tell something that happened today morning? I forgot the notes at home. The notes for the sermon. Okay? Yeah, I started freaking out. I was sweating even when it is cold. And I slightly told my brother, hey, you know what? Do you think we might have to go back? He asked me, what happened? I don't like that voice. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you are in storms and you look at people for sympathy and when they talk, man! Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah! He tells me, he asked me, what happened? I said, I think I might have forgotten uh, the note. You think or you did? I said, I did forget the notes back home. I asked the Holy Spirit, he, he went silent after that for a few seconds, okay? So, <clears throat> I asked the Holy Spirit, why? God told me, you cannot preach about peace if you do not have a disruption and chaos right in the morning in your life. <laughs> okay? So, he was kind enough. He's one of the most beautiful guys that I've seen in my life. All right. So, he walks in and he says, hey, do you have it somewhere? Thank God for iCloud. Oh, Jesus, bless. Uh, who is the, whoever, Tim Cook, whatever that guy's name. God bless! I, you know, I put it on my iCloud and he got it somehow. He transferred it and he caught it. I want to tell you, there might be one problem, but God says there are thousand solutions for your one problem. All you need to do is stop pacing. Stop pacing. Because when you're pacing, hey, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. When you are pacing, you might want to slap the person next to you. When you are pacing, you might want to say something that is not parliamentary. When you are pacing, you do not know how to react. God says stop reacting based on emotions and start acting based on who is inside of you. This is a promise for each one of you that I want to give you today. Stop pacing and start piecing. Let me close with this last thing. Your storms, listen to me very carefully. If you forget anything in my sermon today that the Lord has spoken to you, I'm going to tell you this. Your storms will not wake Jesus up. Your waters is not going to wake Jesus up. He is still going to sit there in the corner. But your prayer... Am I talking to somebody who just got this? Your problems ain't gonna wake my Jesus up. But your prayers, I heard some pastor preach, knee mail is better than an email. When you sit on your knees and start communicating to the Lord in the heavens, when, when my Jesus raises up, he says he is the lion of the Judah who goes right in ahead of you. And when he walks right in front of you, there is nothing that will not calm down 
in his voice. I want to look at some situations, some brokenness, some anxiety and addiction and depression in the name of Jesus. Hey! This is the beauty. You tell the storm to calm down, the storm ain't going to recognize your voice. The storm is going to say back to you, I don't recognize your voice. But when the creator says, peace, be still, the storm knows, hey, I have heard this voice somewhere. It is few years back in the beginning. I heard this voice. This voice is something that I cannot ignore. And I want to tell you, when Jesus is in front of you, uh, no situations can ignore him. No Jerichos can ignore him. You got to do what you got to do. Not pacing, but... I don't know. The Lord told me, stop pacing. Stop. Stop pacing. Start praising. How many of you are ready to praise? Can we all stand in God's presence? Hey, can we all stand in God's presence? I don't know to whom this is. Today is a miracle Sunday. Today is a day where the storms are going to listen not to you. Imagine the storm. You don't need to care about who is listening to you. If your boss in the company is listening to you or not. If he is seeing your hard work or not. I want to tell you, you've got the recommendation of the creator of heaven and earth. And this is what Bible says. Gold is mine. Silver is mine. The earth is my footstool. All I'm going to do is stop pacing in midst of my storm. And I'm going to praise my Lord. How many of you are ready? I'm telling you, don't pray for your problems to go away. We read in James. We read in James. And this is what Jesus said in John. I give you my... I can't hear you. I give you my... Just for a second, can we have the lights on? Just for one second. Keep playing what you play. Keep playing what you play. You know what? I walk up to this young man and I tell him, Hey... I'm going to give you an Apple 13 iPhone Pro Max. Look at the smile. I can see his teeth outside of his mask right now. He looks at my phone and he says, that ain't Apple 13 Pro Max. Look at him with this question. He already saw, he counted the cameras on it. So smart this generation. He knows there are only two cameras, so that is not Apple 13. This is what I can do. I can only give him what I have. Hey, my God is Prince of Peace. No humans and no things can give you peace except my Jesus. People listening online, nobody can give you peace except Jesus. And if you are watching us today, sharing it with different platforms, get in touch with this church. If you are around Dallas, get in touch with this community because there is peace in the house of the Lord. And I'm going to say in the middle of the storm, what I'm going to do is start praising and start singing out to the Lord and say, God.